Hello and welcome to episode number three of Shelf Impactors. Now, in this episode, it's just me talking and I wanted to do a short podcast in relation to a LinkedIn article I recently wrote about the choices that we as designers have between being a permanent designer within a design agency or in-house environment or working as a freelance designer. Now, as almost all designers, both agency and in-house, who work uh, as full-timers or on the payroll will have experienced, there's always a, a bit of jealousy of seeing freelance designers as they meander into the design studio and drift through an eight-hour day and leave the studio on time, seemingly without caring the world for responsibility. But as a full-timer like myself in the past, uh, I would often sit and do a bit of basic maths in my head and come to the conclusion that these rock stars are clearly earning way more than those like myself sat flogging our souls on the payroll. But the purpose of this podcast is I wanted to lay down a reality check for all those full-timers thinking that freelancers are rolling in cash because it's very often not the case. So firstly, freelancers do, I guess, in many respects, if they're managing the finances properly, pay slightly less income tax than those in a full-time role. But obviously, this will wholly depend on their monthly invoiced hours. It's rare for a freelance designer to say, to, uh, say let's say, work a 40-hour week on for 48 weeks of the year, um, let's say possibly maybe giving four weeks self-given holiday, Occasionally, the, this freelancer may indeed get a bit of a lucky gig where it lasts a few weeks back to back, but uh, these opportunities are few and far between. It's also worth noting that freelancers have to factor in a number of uh, extra additions to their own financial outgoings, such as additional accountancy fees. Um, this is where I would always advise using a good accountant. Uh, it takes away any question you might have uh, on your own accountancy skills. Um, you also, as a freelance designer, have to have enough in the kitty to cover the downtimes when work isn't as frequent, uh, and of course, allowing for the end times of the year, which you may want to take a holiday or time away from work. So, for a freelancer, there's a few options available um, to how one would set themselves up. Um, so, first off, you can be on the payroll for a recruitment consultancy or recruitment agency. I don't know if this is a, as popular as it used to be, but certainly I've done it in the past. Second option is you can work as a sole trader, be it VAT or non-VAT registered. Third option is you set yourself up as a limited company, again VAT or non-VAT registered, and you invoice your clients through that business. Or finally, you can work as a limited company contractor to or for an umbrella company. This isn't as popular as it has been in the past, um, but there are still people doing that. Now, based on my own experiences, uh, my personal recommendation would be to set yourself up as your own limited company as it gives you a bit more flexibility to who you work with a lot of the larger design agencies that use freelancers will often require you to be a limited company um, for their accounts department to be able to process your invoices now again if you're just sort of starting out in the world of freelance it'd be quite scary um, so i'll either get, get an accountant to help you along with this or hmrc have made the whole process a little bit more simple than it has been in the past so with a little bit of research that you can do on your own um, you can actually um, f formulate a structure to get yourself set up as a limited company. Um, but I'd probably go with the uh, use of an accountant, um, certainly in the initial stages. But as you begin to grow and generate more clients, employing the services of a good accountant and potentially a bookkeeper are a bit of a blessing when uh, the tasks are taken off your hands. You do really appreciate them.
Now, to add to the confusion that I've just spoken about, um, for those of you who are wanting to look at just trying to decide between freelance and permanent, here's a few reasons that I'll go through that go against the grain for both options. So firstly, my top five reasons to not be a freelancer. Number one, there's the added stress of waiting for the next job to come in. Number two, cancellation frustrations way more common than you think it's made even worse when you've turned away other work for the job that then cancels number three never knowing why you're not rehired is it because something you've done incorrectly or is it because the work isn't there for you to be rehired uh, number four not having the sense of belonging or being part of a team and number five not being entitled to company benefits paid sick days or holiday pay and my top five reasons to not be a full-timer Number one, not being able to control your own time during work hours. Number two, no politi politics to contend with. Number three, if you don't like the work, you can always say no thank you. Number four, as a full-timer, you're most likely to be going to be stuck with the same team day in, day out. Now, this isn't always a bad thing, might I add, but when you've got a good team, it's a good thing. And number five, the rigidity of working to the same processes or working hours and not being able to take time out when you want. So in summary, essentially there are many pros and cons to both. I mean, it sounds a bit of a cop-out from my perspective, but I'd sincerely recommend trying both if you can and seeing which fits your personality and your lifestyle. Some people like the stability of a full-time role and others enjoy the freedom and flexibility of being a freelancer. The choice is yours. <laughs>